Hello everyone, this is Trevor, joined here by Logan, and we're going to be covering preseason week three and pretty much the finale of the preseason uh, for the 2023 NFL, I guess, process leading into the regular season. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, I did want to just, you know, kind of notate apologies for like the um, lack of content being posted this month. Everyone started school, you know, jobs are being grinded at, like things are kind of, you know, kind of getting busy towards the fall, but we're going to you know, definitely get back on track. So stay tuned and, you know, definitely keep showing us love and download or follow the show wherever you're listening to it at and uh, follow us on all of our social media platforms at Tea Time Reports. Uh, we actually should have some um, pretty good video, um, like interviews with uh, the Marino brothers, I, I believe. I think it's both of them. Uh, shout out to B Meyer. That content should hopefully be posted relatively in the next couple of days or so. Hopefully by the end of, uh, Maybe this upcoming week, maybe this Friday. But uh, to get into this preseason week three episode, Logan, we're going to be talking about this Trey Lance trade. It's kind of the front headliner um, of the past couple days. This atrocity of a pick by the 49ers being sent away for nothing, next to nothing, um, to to the Cowboys. What are your thoughts on this in general? So, uh, I don't get it on the Cowboys. So first of all, I just want to talk about the Trey Lance pick. The Niners traded up. Traded three first-round picks and took Trey Lance. And he never found his footing. I mean, quite literally, he broke his leg. Yeah. So he, he quite literally never found his footing. But even just in general, like he just he was never really given a chance, but probably lost his confidence. For, definitely lost his confidence. 100%. 100%. Um, Brock Purdy comes Purdy in. Rose, yeah. And just, if you can't, and honestly, like I said, he never really had a chance. But if you can't find your footing in that system where it's tailor-made for quarterbacks... I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, um, I agree. And he he was good in college, but I think now we all see that he should not have been picked that high at all. He played against you know subpar competition. He didn't have any interceptions in college, but you know he did have a really good year. But it's, it's just you, you gotta uh, I don't know. Like he just he can't play. You know. No, and another thing, um, last year Geno Smith I think had six hundred seven. Or more pass, pass attempts, attempts yeah. and he had more pass attempts last season than Trey Lance has had since high school. It's, that's that's honestly, I don't blame Trey, Trey Lance to a to a certain extent. I blame the draft system. Yeah, it, how the fuck do you yeah. fucking like overanalyzing? That's what way it is. too much, bro. That he, they, people thought he was a Carson Wentz. People thought he was going to be like this better Mitch Trubisky. Like no, no, complete dumpster fire of a pick. I think he could have had a chance. Uh, he got drafted to the right team. That would give him the best chance to succeed. Facts. He just, like, if he didn't play his first season, barely played his first season, the second season broke his leg, and now here we are. Um, and, and it's just like, I imagine, so Zach Wilson went two, Trey Lance went three, and Justin Fields went 11, or 10, whatever it was. Imagine if the Niners took Justin Fields. Imagine their offense with Justin Fields. I, it would be a, a different NFL. Yeah, it would be insane. Um, the run game there, everything would be insane. And, and I just remember, like, in high school, going into college, the number one prospect was Trevor Lawrence. The number two prospect was Justin Fields. And then throughout the whole process, like, throughout the whole college, like, in their careers, Trevor Lawrence is number one, Justin Fields is number two. Like, it was, it was always that way. Yeah. And then for some reason, the draft process just overanalyzes, and then they pick Zach Wilson, number two, and you pick Trey Lance, number three. It's like, you know... It, I, I don't know. I'm not in these front offices, obviously, but, you know, if one thing is a certain way for so long, like, 
maybe it should stay that way, you know? I agree with that. And you can't overanalyze. And the Cowboys, they give up a fourth-round pick, right? A fifth-rounder. Still a valuable pick, in my opinion. It is. I was talking to a friend at work, Jeff. Shout out, Jeff. Um, shout out, friend, Jeff, yeah, bro. Shout out, shout out to yeah. fucking Jeff, bro. <laughs> Jeff is a very, he's a very smart guy when it comes to sports. Raiders guy. And him and I were talking, and Jeff's an OG. He's probably in his 40s. I don't know. Um, but him and I were talking, uh, and obviously he's been watching football for a long time, so he knows. And, and, you know, those third, fourth, fifth round picks, that's where your championship teams are made. You know, the first round picks, you can make them. Second round picks, you, you know, it's harder to miss on those. But your third, fourth, and fifth, that's where your championship teams are made. You look at the Patriots over the last 20 years. They, they, the reason why they were so good is because they hit on all those picks. Not all of them, obviously, but they hit on a, on a lot of those mid-round picks. And the, the Cowboys, be able to, uh, it's, it's a mid-round pick. It's not that valuable a pick, but it's still a pick that, I mean, they, they got a backup quarterback that can't play. Yeah. So, and they had to cut a guy, Will Greer, who just balled, who balled the out. fuck yeah. out. And even before the game, Jerry Jones told him, hey, we're cutting you after this game. Which I don't know if he can play in a starter in starter position any either, but like still, like Trey Lance has proven that he, he he can't play, like he's not NFL ready. Can I just be honest with you? Uh, this preseason, from what I saw from Trey better. Lance yeah. and Will Greer, Will, Greer, Will Greer looks like a better quarterback on the field yeah. in preseason. And I'm not saying that's you know that's how it is during the regular season. And maybe it's because he had a fire under his ass. Uh, maybe I, I I don't know. But so should Trey Lance. I yeah. mean, this whole yeah, two should. years. Yeah. I mean. He's been on the hot seat for since Three he got years. drafted. Yeah, bro. literally. Um, so I mean, it's just like I said, it's a fifth round pick, whatever it is. I mean, it's not that crazy of a pick, but still, like you have Dak there locked up, and it's it's an insurance plan because if Trey Lance can play in the system, I mean, they have a great offensive line, great run game, great receivers. And Cooper Rush is still there. He's he's gonna yeah. have to beat him out. He didn't even beat Sam Darnold out for QB two. Right, exactly. Is he gonna beat Cooper Rush out? I don't know. But I don't if, think so. If he can play in the system there, then you know maybe okay, he can be a solid backup. But I mean, if I was Dallas, I mean, you have Dak, you have Cooper Rush. I, I wouldn't have given up that pick, you know. No, I think it was a honestly Jerry Jones was probably like, oh, he's there. Let's just mm. see what we can do. I mean, it is a low risk, high reward pick. I mean, I agree with that statement though. But, it is but, high reward, but still, I mean, like you have Dak there, and, and and I know how you feel about Dak Trevor, but Dallas views him as their franchise quarterback, and he has been their franchise guy for, for the past years. six years, yeah, six seven years, whatever. So I the the fact that they're they're spicing up the backup quarterback situation there in Dallas just shows that. In my personal opinion, that they have literally run out of ideas to make their team actually win a meaningful game. And they're still going to do the same thing they always do. And I don't know what this did to make their team better at this current time for that fifth round pick. But I don't (laughs) see it working out in the way that a lot of hopeful Dallas Cowboy fans will be saying, Oh, Trey Lance is the guy in four years. No, No, bro. He's a certified backup for the rest of his career now. It's it's, it's certain. He was shipped off. Um... And I just laugh because we'll, we'll touch on this trade later, but the Giants traded a seventh-round pick for Isaiah Simmons. A, a, I, I know, a, let's, let's touch on that now, actually. I know that's a guy who hasn't really found his footing in the NFL either, but he has the but he still has a lot of potential. He has played games. And he's, he has potential to start for us, you know? Like, Trey Lance is not going to start. No. Unless Dak goes down and has something like that. So, but. for a seventh-rounder, they got a... Potential a, star. A potential starting star... At a very high-value position at safety, potentially moving him to linebacker. He's probably the edge rusher for us. And which would be disgusting because yeah. of the speed. Yeah. You got a guy that you can move around on the chessboard. Chess piece. And yeah. then you got Trey Lance, who's been a certified bust. Can't stay healthy. 
can't learn an offense apparently because in preseason his only touchdown was a was a joke. Lacks confidence. And, and his confidence is gone. And I'm not trying to sit up here and shit on a guy. He's a human being. We're just calling it how he's. But like this is the NFL. Yeah. You know, like this is the highest standard of football in the world. Like you come in here and you ball out or you're gone. Like, it, it, we were talking about Zach Wilson the now. same fucking way. I'm not going to sit here and, and pull punches on Trey Lance because, like, bro, the fact that you couldn't beat Sam Darnold out for the second quarterback job in San Fran is a joke. Like, that alone speaks wonders about where he was drafted, where he was drafted from, his development, and honestly, a lot of people should have been fired along the way. Like, that, dude, look at what Miami got with those picks, bro. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Bradley Chubb, and then I forget who else. Some linebacker. It's, it's fucking haul. <laughs> but, 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 bro, like, just look at that depth. And then look at what Trey Lance has provided. What, two games nothing. in the regular season? Nothing. But, like, nothing. He played in the Monsoon game against Chicago, and then he got hurt the next week. And then Brock Purdy came in, and we saw what he did, and he's, he's the starter. And I will say, uh, what's the coach's name, the Niners? Uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. Yeah, yeah. Shan- Shanahan did come out and say he, he feels like he failed Trey Lance, and I agree. I do I, agree with I that. I think he did. I think everyone in the 49ers building, and as far as quarterback development, uh, development like coaching and stuff, failed him utterly. That's why like, you can't put 100% of the blame on Trey Lance. Obviously, he's the player. So, like, it, ultimately, it's down to him. But I do think that the coaching staff failed him and the front office failed him. Because, I mean, they traded up, picked him at three. He already he had those expectations. You know, he's just getting picked after guys like Trevor Lawrence and in the same class as Justin Fields. Like, you have expectations. And he just... But, dude, I was hearing things, like, and granted, this isn't him creating the narrative around him at draft day or during the process, but I was hearing comparisons to, like, a potential Andrew Luck. And, like... And I, I, before the draft, okay, I, I'll give you that, but, like... And now... A lot would have to go right, you like, know? Like, now it's like, jeez, like, it, it looks really bad Carson for his Wentz. career. <laughs> it looks like a Carson Wentz, but minus the actual, like, somewhat production for yeah. his first team... Um, but Carson Wentz isn't even in the league anymore, I don't think. So. I know the Chiefs want to get him as a backup quarterback. So. <laughs> like, I'm keeping, honestly, Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> I, I prefer Blaine over Carson Wentz, bro. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, moving into the Isaiah Simmons trade, though. I, I know you briefly touched up on that. I, as an outside fan, again, because we typically talk, talk about the Giants here, um, just you and I on these episodes r- lately. Um, but again, again, as an outside fan... Isaiah Simmons is a guy that I've been watching play for a little while now. I'm not going to lie to you. Because when Jared you know, was in the Rams, Jared Goff, he had to play him twice a year. And then, actually, during Jared's first season with the Lions, that was their first, uh, their second win of the season mm-hmm. to go... And the Cardinals were, like, undefeated. Yeah, they were, like, 8-1. and one. Yeah. And Isaiah Simmons, I'll say this about him. Very, very good attributes oh, as a part. Like, super athlete. He is a very athletic player. He just lacks one thing and one thing alone. It's just the football IQ. And physicality. Sometimes I, you question his physicality. Yeah, sometimes I feel like he isn't as hard-hitting as right. he should be. Exactly. But, yeah. I pen, I, again, like I also think that it is a part of this new day and age of football where these guys are also trying to preserve themselves. Yeah. So if he's able to make a tackle without smashing into the guy, like I get it, but I would like to see that physicality, especially on the Giants. They're going to require right. that out of them. That's oh, the yeah. mindset they have and there. Even And talk about coaches or coaching staff in front offices failing players. That's another one with Isaiah Simmons. They, they literally could not find a place to use him. Like, couldn't find a place to use him. So they threw him at safety. And threw he, him at safety. And he sucked there. And he failed. Yeah, early, like, he, he's, he's too big to be a safety in the NFL. He, he's, it, I mean, he's, he's too big. He like, is, you're he, right. He's very fast. He's very quick. But 
a guy like that, you need him in, not, I don't say he's in the lengthy. box, but like towards the line of scrimmage, you know? Low-key, I want to know what his wingspan is, because that's the one thing I actually noticed about him, is his, Very, longs yeah. are, his, arm, his arms are incredibly long. Um, like literally, like I feel like he could touch his knees without bending over type oh, shit, yeah. though. Um, but I think that they did get a hell of a player. I think for a seventh round pick. Like, for again, t- talking about the the pick, nothing. The pick that they gave up for it was nothing. Literally nothing. Like you, who are they getting in the seventh round that's going to be as good as Isaiah Simmons next? Or you never know, obviously. But yeah. I, right now, it's a safe assumption. To, to say, like, okay, this guy's actually going to be an impact for us rather than actually grooming and getting a seventh-round rookie ready on a minimum contract. Not, not a lot of hope there. Yeah, and we needed a linebacker. Like, obviously, we signed Okereke in free agency, but we were relying, like, our our other two linebackers were fifth-round pick Michael McFadden and sixth-round pick uh, Darian Beavers. And you can't rely on fifth- and sixth-round picks. You, McFadden, mean, actually good reps, though? Yeah, like, they're, they're solid, but, like, that, you can't rely on these guys. The one thing I do like, if they if they do implement um, Isaiah Simmons into the linebacker position, is he'll be the speed guy mm-hmm. in linebacker, and then Okurki can be, uh, like, that big run-stopper. Yeah, he's a great tackler. So, a tackler. I, I think that's a good system. Um, they just need to mend the chemistry together. Yeah, you know? Wink, Wink will use him right. I, we already know that. But, Can I talk about Wink yeah, for ahead. one sec, bro? He's a dog, bro. <laughs> he's a dog. I love him. I remember, um, I think it was preseason week two, but we didn't actually talk about this on the pod. Um, who were they playing? Carolina. Carolina. Oh my yeah. god! It, there, there was their first defensive like drive, like the Giants' first defensive like on field appearance. Yeah. It was their first team, and I don't know what running back it was. Some little guy. Bryce Young handed it off. Bryce Young looked really rough too. He's looked rough. It'll take um, time for him. But... It, it will, but I'm a little sketch yeah. in that situation. Carolina's a mess, but Wink literally one of his guys, one of his DTs, smashed the running back in the gap. Literally read the run perfectly. TFL, and Wink was literally saying "fuck you," like getting on the it, field, like, saying "fuck you, fuck you." The he, running back he was that just got that, destroyed. He was that Frank, right? He was saying "fuck you, Frank, fuck you, Frank." <laughs> Hey, but, dude, you guys have a dog at that position. I just don't even want to know what the personalities and the character, oh, like, characteristics of your defense is. It must be, like, menacing type shit. And 80s Giants oh, yeah. type shit. And, and back to, like, how Isaiah Simmons will be used. Think about when he was in college. Obviously, he came out in the 2020 draft. But think about who he was behind when he was making all those plays. Obviously, his last season, he wasn't with them. But he was making those plays behind Dexter Lawrence. And now he's back with them. So, mm. yeah, yeah. So, like, if you have Dexter Lawrence, he takes two guys to block you, or to block him. Leonard He's Williams, he takes a guy, one guy, two guys to block him. Then you have Kayvon, then you have Aziz. And if you're setting Isaiah Simmons on a heater, an edge rusher, or just straight down the middle, like, that, that's a guy, that's a 6'4", 240-pound man, or it's a 4'4". They're, they're now going to be able to draw up different type oh, yeah. of blitzes oh, yeah. to actually help Kayvon Thibodeau as well. Oh, yeah. You know what? Maybe it won't even be Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons stealing the show. It may be alleviating It'll stress. It'll be a decoy, yeah. Yeah, alleviating stress off of Kayvon. And it's Kayvon literally just chess. Like, oh, you blitz one way, you blitz this guy this way, like, you blitz this guy the next way. Like. And I have a question for you and all Giants fans out there. Shout out to New York. Shout out to all Giants fans out there tuning into Logan's coverage and our coverage of the Giants. But um, how does it feel to actually have chess pieces on your team, on both sides of the ball now, since the Manning days, the good Manning days. So, you know what? I, I was thinking, uh, this is a hot take for me, uh, and a lot of people are going to laugh at this, but I, I was in the car the other day, and I was really thinking about, like, this is, a, this is at the day we got Isaiah Simmons. I was driving home from work. It was late night, and I was really thinking about it. Like, Joe Shane has made so many good moves this offseason, so many good moves this offseason. Like, we, we've gotten, like, I don't know if we'll be a 
better overall record this year, but team-wise, we're going to be a much better team this year. And I was really thinking about it. Literally from day one, when we interviewed Joe Shane, the report came out saying that he crushed his interview. And since then, he's been crushing it since day one. Since day one. And my hot take was, if we beat Dallas week one, I believe this year is our year. I, I think we can do it. So your bold prediction is if you see a good outing against Dallas and a win, that you have a Super Bowl cadet team. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it won't be easy, obviously. It never is easy. No. But, you know, we, we haven't beat Dallas since 2016. We come out, you know, firing off cylinders, beat them for the first time in six years, seven years. It sets the foundation for the rest of the year. You know? It sets the tempo for the season. Exactly. For Dayball, it shows that not only is he going to... Like, we, we can't predict the record. We can't mm-hmm. predict what the team's going to look like after the season's over, after postseason. But I want to see overall, like, competitiveness... Mm-hmm. And obviously they went, we They will. were eight and one in the first nine weeks of the season last year. So let's not say they don't they don't win games with, with, against with Richie James and Marcus Johnson. I just want to see them be able to win against. I'm not saying they didn't we win have against to win in the division. I'm not saying they didn't win against good teams last year. I'm not saying that at all when I say this. But, but I'm, we had a lot of easy. Wins I want to say I I want to see them win against good teams with good chess pieces that mm-hmm. they can finally utilize. I want to see great play calling. I, I have no. I have literally as an outside fan of the Sky's Giants. The limit for us. I have no worrying about your play call. I don't care. Like I don't care who it is. I think it's going to be surgical and precise. I just want to see: Can you guys beat Dallas? Can you guys beat the Eagles? Got to beat them. Got to win the like, division. I just you guys can't get swept. No. At all this by any no. divisional opponent. And honestly, that's not a hot take compared to what I'm about to talk about when we talk about the Commanders. My hot take of the year. <laughs> we'll get into that shit. But um, anything else you wanted to briefly touch up on regarding Isaiah Simmons, there, Logan? Yeah, I mean, it, it's just like I just think we're going to see such a creative. Defense overall, we, we, I mean, six-round rookie Isaiah or Trey Hawkins is starting for us. Like he, he literally didn't play in preseason week three because he got the starters rest. Mm. And like, so like Deontay Banks obviously plays been playing phenomenal in the preseason. Like we have a lot of pieces. Like sure, there's still a lot of depth issues. So, but so like maybe like if we lose against Dallas week one, then I believe next year is our year because another off season we're gonna get more and more talent and they fill out the bottom of the roster, but. I, I just you, I love our potential this year. You touched up on it perfectly. You should always have hope with this team as mm-hmm. long as Joe Shane and Brian Dayball exactly. are there. Because in my personal opinion, what I've seen out of Joe Shane is what I've seen out of another GM who's been at it for quite a long time with two separate organizations, but very similar. His name is Brad Holmes. Mm-hmm. He's drafted some of the best players of the modern era, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion. Aaron Donald, Todd Gurley for that brief stint looked like one of the best Cooper running Cup. backs of all time. Cooper Cup for sure. Let's get honest. This is what, a third-round pick? He brought in Brandon Cooks for that season. Got us to a Super Bowl, but didn't win. But still brought in pieces. Utilized Sammy Watkins. Utilizes Amon Ra. He drafted Amon Ra. He drafted Amon Ra, uh, yeah. Hutchinson. He's he's gotten these dogs in. He's, he's one of the best GMs ever, in my opinion. How was Amon Ra fourth-round pick? Seriously. Who knows? And he was a five-star prospect coming out of high school. And and the, the crazy thing is, he will always know those 16 receivers drafted ahead of him. That's what I like about him. He's, he's a fire under his ass because of that. Always will. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, but, no, overall, the scheme change for your defense for the Giants. Phenomenal. It's going to be great this year. I think that might be even better than your your offense. And your right. offense has has the weaponry, and we can briefly touch up on that if you want to. Yeah. Um, their offense, you're, honestly, I talk, we talked about it enough, honestly, preseason week two review, how they looked so clean and surgical. But they looked a little gritty, you know, week three. Obviously, mm-hmm. this was kind of our, your backups. You guys were resting, guys. And I will say real quick, Jalen Hyatt was giving Saw some work. He was. Like, mm. Seriously. And I know it's preseason, but there was, a, there was a clip where, like, Hyatt burned Sauce, and Sauce held him, like, bad. They didn't call it. 
and it was a dog shit throw by Tyrod, but you know, you put Dan in there, that might be a fucking touchdown on sauce. Honestly, and that's another thing that you can re- really utilize about preseason, which is another thing that I really, I- I'm glad that we were able to cover this in, in a good extent because mm-hmm. the reps that you're able to see against the one-on-one matchups, for even the, the short two drives you get per game of the starters, it's going to be key and crucial for not only tape review for the CBD's clubs to kind of go at it, but so that we can see as really, honestly, I'm going to call us mega fans of the NFL. Yeah, like, I don't give sure. a fuck what anyone says. For we're sure. we are an above average. I know everything about the NFL. I, I not can, everything, but like I know I know a good amount. I can <laughs> safely say that myself as well. I try and stay in tune. Um, but like we 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 are an above average fan of the league in I mean, general. I, I ain't no casual. I've been watching way too long to be a casual. I'm right. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Um, but I just think that it's important to, to notate preseason and to, to, to utilize this so that we can see what our player and you know what our clubs are going to look like, what our players are going to look like, what our young prospects are going to look like. Um, and, and I just think Schemes, that yeah, I think people need to put more value into the preseason. It sucks they did take a week away, but I, I am kind of glad so that we can get more get some rest. You know, the, the preseason week four get is ready for week one. Week one is essentially preseason week four. That's what we noticed last year. It's still a little iffy. Right. Things got a little cleaner in week two for sure. Um, but moving on to the next discussion, um, we we want to just briefly talk about the Cardinals. And I I, I want to notate this fact: they're the, the they're this is the club in the NFL that has signed the most USFL um, players, and I think actually the most spring league talent this past off season. A lot of offensive tackles and stuff. Uh, shout out to wide receiver Davion Davis for a great catch. Um, you know, and, and thrown by a guy I didn't think I'd mention on this podcast, but David Blau, David Blau. you know, a legend in, in his own right. And like, that's great for the spring leagues, but it's great for the spring leagues. But what about the Cardinals? It's not looking too <laughs> no. hot for the Arizona Cardinals. So if you're out there in Arizona, I'm sorry if you're a Cardinals fan. Yeah. seriously, I mean, cool uniforms. But I will say, you and I can both like. You've been through the ring with the Lions. I've been, I've been through the ring with the Giants. I know how it is. Like, Yeah. The, the cool thing is about the Arizona Cardinals is they actually have something that the Lions didn't have, the Giants didn't have, is a high-value trade asset to really put them out there. They have Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. They need to get if rid of him. If anybody even wants him. There's, there's a lot of speculation he's not even going to play this year. Yeah. Why um, should he? There's I, nothing there. I wouldn't. Save, save his health for another year. <laughs> yes. I agree with that. But... It just doesn't look like they're even trying, trying to field yeah. a team. I mean, so they traded Isaiah Simmons for a seventh. They traded Josh Jones for next to nothing. And then go ahead and trade a fifth-round pick for Josh Dobbs. Like, why? Steve, why? Can you Google search real quick? Is Steve Kahn still their GM? No, no, no. Okay, he's he, gone. he got fired. Okay, thank God. It's so it's someone Mont- worse, Monty probably. Austin Fort. I won't say he's worse because like he hasn't made any... I mean, he made a pair of shots in fifth, but you know, he hasn't had a full offseason of trying to build, so to say. Like Right now, they're tearing down. I so agree. until he starts to build and sees, I see the pieces he gets in there. I'll, I'll hold, I'll hold my peace. But like, when I was able, the Dolphins tore down their entire roster, and they got shit on by the Ravens, like fifty-two to three that week one, Lamar's MVP year. It kind of does remind me of that. And now you see the Dolphins are stellar. Yeah. Um. So, but it's just, it's, it's questionable right now because like. They, I mean, I don't know if they were trying to shop Isaiah Simmons, but a seventh-round pick. Is... No, but but that's what I was saying. Like he's not getting any value back for actually good players, um, and they have they still have... a fifth for a backup quarterback who's not good. Like no, like what is that? <laughs> no, um, and, and honestly, with the guys they have in the building, looks like Colt McCoy is going to be starting. I don't know how. Um, honestly, at that point, I would see if. if 
maybe I can grab an undrafted rookie. And it's, it's honestly too late now. Um, but they they really need I, I, something. I don't think, Caleb Williams. Well, they they need and his career's gonna go to shit. Yeah, no, they need Poor two guy. seasons of just. Not like three. Yeah, bro, they're gonna be shit for a while. To tell um, you the truth. They need to trade Buda Baker. <laughs> like, just, just yes. free him. Just free him. Yeah. He's, That's another guy they could trade. He's standing out like a, he's a unicorn on that roster. Like, what? If you're Buda Baker, you walk into the locker room, you look around, like, what do you think? Seriously, what do you're you think? You're God. <laughs> you're fucking, you're a man amongst boys, bro. But speaking of Kyler, I saw a little, like, hot take on Twitter earlier today. Um, It's when they were playing against the Vikings uh, in the preseason, I guess, and he was walking off, he was dapping up Jay Jettas, dapping up everybody, and the little, like, Twitter, like, comments said, like, Maybe next, maybe next offseason we see Kyler go to the Vikings. That's Kirk, interesting. Kirk, That's interesting. Kyler straight up or their trade and what, like maybe picks. And what? I think Kirk might be, his contract might be up after this year. Mm, that opens up a door yeah. for the Vikings. And I'm honestly, that kind of makes sense. It, like, it, it adds up for them. They, I don't know if they could refine Kyler. but I, I, I like Kevin O'Connell, though. Yeah, he showed out well for his good first offensive season. Mind. Very good offensive mind. Honestly, and with just, Jay Jettas, I mean... With yeah, the weapons, with, with the Jordan weapons, Addison. with the weapons they have, it's really hard to really fuck up. Yeah, but and, it is Kyler. Yeah, it, it it is Kyler. I'm just shocked that they didn't try and go out and grab a quarterback in the draft, maybe to to kind of develop. But maybe this year. Maybe this year. Or they got Clayton Toon. They did get Clayton Toon. Yeah. I, I I haven't really watched many Vikings games to tell oh, you the no, truth. Oh no, I'm talking about the Cardinals. My bad. Oh okay. Yeah. 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 The Car- the Vikings have shit. Who is their backup quarterback? <laughs> Um, it's not Kellen Mond anymore. He's in the Browns and he got cut. Yeah. I don't know who their backup quarterback is for the Vikings. I think it's... Uh, I'll look it up right now. But I, it's someone I know. I, I forget his, I forget who it is, but it's someone I know. Damn. Excuse me. On the, here it is. Yeah, it was... Car- yeah, Carlos Vikings was this, was this week. Oh, it's uh, Jaron Hall. That, yeah, so it's a rookie. Yeah, from okay. BYU. Okay. So maybe there's some upside there. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't think he was that bad, Jaron Hall. I mean, obviously he's a fifth-round rookie, but... Oh, no. Hey, so was Dak. Dak was fourth. He's yeah, a fourth, fourth pick. Yeah. Um, but I guess you know, if you are an Arizona Cardinals fan, probably don't watch any game this year. Um, I, I, I just wouldn't recommend just, it. Just, just like switch, be, be a Chiefs fan this year or something like. Or honestly, just, just go ahead, River Mahomes. Fuck or it. Honestly, just get into MLS, like <laughs> or type that. shit. Like, or just watch basketball, watch hockey. Yeah, like that. Fuck Arizona. Do they have a uh... hockey team? No, they don't have a hockey team. They have a basketball yeah, team. The Suns. The Suns, Suns yeah. But do they have a... Uh, they don't really have any big college. Arizona, Arizona State. Anything? Are they, they're not really, like, no. crazy. One. Arizona State's, like, the second biggest uh, partying school in the nation behind Damn, the Damn, so for a lot of people, the Cardinals is it. Like, if you're not into <laughs> soccer and shit, but... Damn, bro. Root for the Suns. Root for the, root for the fucking yeah, you got Devin, and root for the Suns. You got Devin Booker out there, bro. And KD. They got KD, Yeah, too. facts. Yeah. KD and Bradley Beal. They got Bradley Beal now, KD, too. full offseason? <laughs> NBA segments will be inbound, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but moving on to the Ravens. Their win streak in the preseason finally ended this year. Yeah, for like six years, whatever it was. And Lost they, two in a row. Yeah, they went one and two. So a little bit of a shocking little thing there. They look rough in, in, in all aspects, in my opinion. Um... I don't know what their rush attack besides Lamar is going to be. Um, I don't really trust what they have back there right now with, with health issues and, and consistency. It's talent overall. What are your thoughts on just overall the Ravens and what they've done this offseason and their preseason as a whole? Uh, I mean, the preseason was rough, but it's preseason. You know, the win count doesn't really matter at the end of the day. 
don't know. I mean, the Giants went one and two, but you know, obviously you want to win, but no big deal if you lose. You know, it's your backups. Um, but you know, I do like what they did in the off season. Like Zay Flowers is going to be a good player. Like he he's going to be a good player. Um, obviously they brought in Odell, and you know we'll see how much he's like he has like, he has left in the tank. But as a Giants fan, I love Odell with my whole heart. So you know, I, I wish this all the success for him. Um, what are your thoughts on Lamar? I mean, just I mean, we we're talking about this off mic a little bit, yeah. and if you want to break this down for us and give us your two cents on what I he's mean, going to be able to do, this I do year. think Lamar still has MVP potential. I mean, he he does have MVP potential for he sure. He has the upside. 100%. But he he's had health issues the last two years, and you know maybe that's the contract. Maybe he just held out the rest of this year because he wanted to secure that big deal. And now, but now he has it. Now no there's excuses. no excuses. Yeah, I mean he's he's won MVP in the past, but he's never had playoff success, and. I don't care if he wins MVP or not. He has to win some playoff games. And a that, wild card win yeah, would be that great. division. That division is it's rough. The Steelers are looking really good. And we're gonna, yeah, we'll we're, touch on them. Yes. But they, they're looking really good. Obviously, the Bengals, um, and the Browns. They, they look pretty good this year too. They're a sleeper team as well. They have depth and they look like they're going to compete. In my opinion, so it's a tough division. Um, Honestly, probably like a sleeper division for oh, one of the is. best really in is. the NFL. Yeah. Like, top four, potentially. No, potentially. I, I agree. That's four good teams. Like, like There's uh, no bad teams in that division. Honestly, I would even go to the extent of great teams because yeah. they're all run great. Well, maybe not the Bengals until recently, until Joe. But and the Browns. And the Browns, obviously, but they've been consistent. And they, they have hella talent on the roster. They have a great bunch roster. bunch of talent on the roster. And then the Steelers are, Mike Tomlin's one of the best head coaches of and all time. Kenny Pickett's looking good. You know, mm-hmm. year two in the system. We'll talk about Kenny Pickett here in mm-hmm. a second, but... You know, do you think Lamar is going to be able to elevate uh, as a thrower of the ball? Do you think he's going to be able to progress? Have you seen that out of him? Like, I, I hope. Excuse me. I hope so. He has to. Like, he absolutely has to. He has to take a step forward. Um, obviously, he took a great step forward from year one to year two. Hundred percent. But since then, it's been kind of stagnant. You know, like there hasn't been much progression from there. Honestly, it's been going down. Maybe a little bit of regression, yeah. I mean, not his play, but the fact that he can't play a full season scares me right now. I haven't seen it in two years. I've seen a dormant offense. Yep. I've maybe, seen... maybe that's Greg Roman's offense. But now they have the new OC in there, so maybe that'll have a positive effect. But, but... this this circles back to the no excuse point. Mm-hmm. This is this is a great test season for Lamar. Mm-hmm. He's battled through adversity. He's battled through a lot of things, getting getting his change, having his influence on the club. He's gotten that. He got his deal. He got his OC that he wanted. He's gotten pieces, receivers. They didn't get him a running back. They could actually, you know, that actually looks like a solid one. You know, J.K. Dominic has upside. But someone they might get that we'll, we'll get to in a little and bit. Yes, well. we'll touch up on that potential, you know, what if situation as well. But I just don't think that, in my personal opinion, I have not seen the ability out of Lamar as a thrower of the football. He can laser a ball. He can. He has the arm strength. He has all the abilities. I just the accuracy is the one thing that is and, always and decision scary. making at times. I agree. It's a little. He's he processes the game very fast, and you can tell he is he he is smart and he wants it, but maybe he's sometimes overanalyzes. I don't and know. against the Steelers in playoff time, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Against Mike Tomlin, no. against the Bengals, against the Chiefs, Joe Burrow, you you turn over the ball, he's going to go score fourteen. You know, and you're down, and it's over. Then you're, then you're crawling back. You know? It's so. You're, and these teams that are run by these superstar quarterbacks are not built to come from behind. 
They're built to go out there and and score points. Except for the Chiefs. The points. Chiefs are better. The Chiefs the are just legitimately... <laughs> they're just the, the Chiefs. They're an anomaly. Yeah, they're, they're just the Chiefs. They are a straight-up question mark <laughs> on the league. I say an exclamation point. Exclamation point, but a question mark regarding the fact that how the fuck are they doing what they're I doing know. in this modern age. Um, but that just goes to Andy Reid, in my personal opinion, and Patrick Mahomes, yeah. obviously. But it starts really with Andy Reid. Really, I think it starts... I mean, it's everywhere, front office all the way down. You know? It might be one Ownership of the best, all the way down. It might be one of the best run clubs in all of sports in the world. Recently, yeah, for sure. The past five years, I, I think even when they had Alex Smith, they were mm-hmm. consistent contenders. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were doing. They were building a foundation. Andy Reid was setting things up, bro, and it was it was it was rightfully so. Look at now. Um, but we'll go ahead and move on into something I actually really want to talk about here. I'll probably take about like five minutes mm-hmm. of everyone's time because this is. My hot take of the fucking year. And, and I'm glad that we're getting our, our subtle hot takes. And this is, you're going to laugh at this, and I know you will. Um, but let me just give you some context. I think the commanders are legitimately built to potentially be upset, like, maniacs this year. Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, uh, Brian Robinson is an above-average running back. Who, Antonio Gibson is Antonio there. Gibson is a good pass catcher, safety valve guy. Decent O line. Their defense is okay. Good O, good D line. Great D line, yeah. But I'm a little suspect on the outside. But they have good linebackers. They have Jimmy always there, been. Yeah. And Ron Rivera is a defensive guy. He's yes. going to run the defense in a bend don't break fashion. And obviously, Bianami's there now for the offense. And my prediction, because of Eric Bianami being there, and I've been high on this guy since he beat all of the Dallas's starters in the last week of the season last year. I know they clinched up. Well, whatever people are going to say that. Caden will argue with me. But he, 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 he dotted up the Cowboys. His name's Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a guy that was literally just kind of forgotten about. Yeah. Fifth um, round pick. Should have been earlier than that. Should have been a third or I a agree. second that year, in my opinion. Because he was a really good college quarterback. Um, but I actually predict statistically that he's going to have a better season than Dak Prescott. <laughs> I, 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 know, I mean, I hope so. No, I know that's laughable to a lot of people. I know a lot, everyone out there, like all the homies listening, are probably gonna be like, "Yo, you're you're not a good football." I mean, we'll see. I mean, knowledge guy, but it's possible. I just don't trust Dak Prescott with his turnover ratio, and Sam Howell just looks really poised in the pocket, especially with Eric Bieniemy, who's been able to touch greatness with Andy Reid and Mahomes, and now he's gonna be able to mold his own offense and create his own legacy, kind of away from all Jeez. that superpower. I think this is the perfect guy to do it with when you're starting your new offense up. I think Sam Howell has perfect accuracy, especially in the pocket. He's agile enough like to get out and to maneuver, but his arm strength is something that is something underrated. That has that the Redskins, I mean, excuse me, the, the Commanders have not had in a long time. Like besides Alex, Alex Smith. Smith he's on his, he won a playoff game leg. with him, bro. Literally on his last legs. <laughs> Seriously. Literally like um but I just think I mean, Sa- Taylor Heineke, like. But he could barely press right, the ball down the field. Right, Fifteen yeah. yards is a stretch for him. Right. I just think Sam Howell is a guy that can get you those thirty-five He's to forty-five gun. yard completions. Utilize your deep threats in Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin because Ter- Terry McLaurin is a sure-handed receiver, <laughs> and I really I, I trust that offense. He's like uh, he reminds Sean, me of Amon Ra. He's like uh, but faster. Fucking the enemy's like uh, oh wait no fucking who are we talking about? Uh, Sam Howell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The enemy, the enemy is like 
It'll be like uh, Sean McDermott. Like we got we got this young gun right here. Throw, <laughs> throw him out there. Eric, see what he can do. I want to see that out of Eric Bieniemy this year. Like going not, up and definitely the upside is there in that offense. He's gonna he's gonna put him in good situations. I hope I le- I made it less of a last laughable point with my explanation there. I mean, me as a Giants fan, I'm gonna sleep on them because I mean the Redskins have been fourth. I mean they went to, they went to the playoffs at seven and nine years when the entire division was shit. But they they've been bottom feeders of that division for a long time. But I think yeah, we were too. But honestly, but I think they're you know they've been in that like m- in the middle of a rebuild for like six years. Like and ten years, twenty years. Well, well, no, because they they were bad. Like RG three was yeah, like a peak okay. moment. Yeah, that was like their best. And with and Kirk too. They were yeah, they were with decent Kirk. with Kirk, but like never anything like the upside that you have with with yeah. what you have now because the receivers they have now. They have decent depth at tight end. They have above-average defense. I think will be top 20, at least top 18. Gritty defense for sure. Um, but I, I think with that division, I, I think it will be obviously difficult for them. But I think Sam Howell will prove himself to be a franchise quarterback this year. And I, I'm going to predict um, probably, I think he'll like barely crack 4,000 passing yards. I think he'll get like close to 30 passing touchdowns. Probably like 12 picks, 13 picks. But... He'll show the upside. You think he'll, you think he'll be their guy? I think so because I he has the grit. He does look like a, an NFL quarterback. Like you know how you can look at a player and be like, oh, he has that NFL body. He does. He's built to take hits. He's big. Yeah. He is. He's. I'm not trying to sound weird, but he's kind of like very, very muscular, like like very thick. Like a 320 pound guy can tackle him and he can get up type shit. No, I, I can see it going two ways. I can see him. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he'll have 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. He could, honestly. I, I said he, close to 30, like maybe could. like 26. Like. Um, but, I mean, my realistic outcomes is either he looks like Baker Mayfield or a little better than Baker Mayfield. That's my, I think I, that's, his, that's his comp for me. He's kind of like a Baker. But it also will speak to my point. Maybe is, a little bit bigger and stronger. Definitely bigger and stronger. I think he is stronger than Baker yeah. Mayfield, for sure. But... You, he he does have the same body type for mm-hmm. sure, kind of a shorter, like a six foot kind of. I think sp- he's like six two. He he might be a little. He kind of like, but he's like a little yeah. kind of stubby looking, you know, and mm-hmm. not no not in an offensive way, but like kind of a short, bulky guy, yeah. you know, for the NFL. Yeah. You know, again, this is for the NFL. These guys are all bigger than us, but um, m- moving forward here, besides that hot take, we <laughs> both got our hot takes out. Um, yeah, the commander. I was just, commander's defense looks solid. Their offense has a lot of capabilities and upside, yeah. um, but a guy I really wanted to talk talk about because he, he actually went back, looked at every incompletion from his rookie season. It's a player I've been high on since last year, and I know you have been too, Logan. Yeah. Uh, his name's Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. and this is a guy that played at Pitt. You know, got drafted by uh, the Steelers, the hometown twentieth overall, hometown first pick. round quarterback that year. Yeah, he went to Pitt. Yeah, home. Literally, Mike Tomlin. I think he's like. Building. <laughs> I think he's like. I, you know, this is the guy. He's yeah. been there for six. He went, he went to Pitt. He was like a six-year starter. Yeah, I, he was a long. He was like a Stetson Bennett. Yeah. Like he was there for a long time. And they literally, they literally share the same building. Like he, he literally had to go across the hallway. Like it don't get better than that. But what does he look like to you in that offense this preseason? He's looked stellar yeah, to me. Yeah, I mean, stellar. I think, I think he's looked good. I mean, last year people made the arguments that he was bad. He had what? I think seven touchdowns, nine picks, but. If you look at his interceptions, really none of them were his fault. I mean, I'm sure you could find one that's like, okay, he made a bad read there. Yeah, yeah. But, like, most of them weren't that bad. And, like, there wasn't a lot of upside there last year. But, you know, the Matt Canada offense struggled mightily. The offensive line was a little wacky at times. Um, 
a little suspect on uh, the, the receiving end. There was a lot of mm-hmm. drops, I noticed. And Najee Harris was awful the first half of the year. He's starting to tighten up a little bit. Um, I want to see some consistency out of him yeah. a little more and to help Kenny Pickett. And now they're uh, Jalen Warren's in a lot of reps there, so that, that'll definitely help Najee out as well. Um, but Kenny, he's year two in the system. George Pickens is there with him. Deontay Johnson's there. Um, Broderick Jones, they in the first round. Uh, great defense. It's always yeah, a great defense. Yeah. And, and, and it's just that he's definitely just looking more comfortable, you know? Because I think it is all, especially with that team, it's all kind of like riding on the quarterback mm-hmm. spot. They, they just need a quarterback, and they can get there. They can start competing again. Um, and I think Kenny Pickett has showed enough yeah. to me, at least, that he has that motivation. He has that drive. For now, yeah. And, and he actually could be a very elite pocket passer in this league. No, I think I don't think Kenny has the best physical attributes. Obviously, he doesn't have the best physical attributes. But um, I, I don't know if he'll be the guy for Pittsburgh, but you know, if he can play five years on, on his rookie contract through his fifth-year option and maybe get a like, two-year deal after that, if he can just be the guy for now until Pittsburgh can maybe get someone else, you know. Or he can come out and show that he is. It's his team, and it's his, it's, I mean, it's his hometown. I mean, I can see it going both ways, but I do think Kenny's a good quarterback. I, I don't know if he has the best upside, like, but he'll, he could definitely be a— He has a high ceiling. Yeah, I mean, a high, high, I'd say a high floor. Okay. Yeah, I say he has a high floor. Okay. Um, but he's he's gonna be solid for them. But he's has to play in structure, has to play in the system. He's not a game breaking quarterback, so to say. You know, teams are are not gonna obviously get the scheme around the quarterback. But you're not scared of Kenny Pickett right now, I'd say. Would you argue that maybe like a great point? You you know he doesn't have the best physical attributes. Obviously, he's not gonna be like a Joe Burrow. Um, but Josh Allen. we don't know that yet. Obviously, we don't have a large enough sample size, but we can kind of tell based off of you know how a player is built and what they're working with. But what if the Steelers are able to kind of accommodate Kenny Pickett and mold the offense like the San Francisco 49ers did with Brock Purdy and maybe Sam Darnold this year, and alleviate the stress off him, utilize their defense, and start competing like that? I would love that I for think, him. I think that starts with firing Matt Canada. They retained him this offseason, but I think I mean. For the better, they probably should have kept him just for Kenny Pickett's sake, but he was so bad last year. But I, I, the Steelers have always had this problem with their OC in recent memory. I remember it was uh, USFL head coach Todd Haley. Todd Haley for a while with Big Ben, AB, and Bell there, and he was the one that took like all the blame because he was fucking terrible. And the problem with that is because the Steelers always hire in-house; they always promote, promote their OCs. And I would, I would like to see them maybe. Um, Bring out just a fresh, young offensive mind from somewhere else, you know. Maybe, uh, I'd say Kafka, but he's going to be hired as a head coach. I would um, say Ben Johnson, but he's going to get hired too. Yeah, as a head coach, yeah. So maybe, maybe they find some, like, I don't know, someone's quarterback coach. The, the Giants quarterback coach of Dan has a really good year this year. Something like that, you know. Just bring him in. See what he's got, you know. A, a pass game coordinator. Something like that. Um because that would open up things for yeah. them, I feel like, just overall. But I do think Kenny Pickett has the potential to be like a, a Dak, a Kirk Cousins, like like that tier, you know? But that's that, that tier is possible. can win games. I agree. Know? Can they win the Super Bowl? I don't know. That's been remaining to be seen. Yeah, I, that, that's another question. Um, Tomlin's there. He's a great coach. So it, a lot will have to go right, but we'll, we'll see. I personally, like from what I've seen, like he obviously the big headline, he, saw every, he watched every incompletion. I think he has the drive. He I does. think he has that Pittsburgh grit to him. Because he was already like, like kind of thrown out the trash by social media after his first year. Eight-inch hands. It's like, bro, chill. This yeah. guy's an yeah. NFL quarterback. He's the same uh, size hands as me. <laughs> Which is crazy. And that I can't hear my football. 
No, I mean, obviously I can. Like, I can't grip it when I throw it. So it's crazy that he's an NFL quarterback. But, like, it's also just, in my personal opinion, I think with the coaching they have, George Pickens, obviously. They, they They draft well. They do draft well. They, they have a well. good defense. Mike Tomlin, first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I think that they could genuinely go out there and maybe win a wild card game next year. I agree. I think so. I think Kenny Pickett could actually show... Upset somebody. I, I think I think we're not giving enough cre- uh, credit to the ability of football IQ. Because I think that's a large... Like, mm-hmm. that's, that is a little bit of a boost and upside to a player. Mm-hmm. And I think can that... Can you take care of the ball? That's, yeah. Like, if you, can, if you can take care of the ball, manage the clock well... Bro, because Brock Purdy's fucking... I mean, he's like in the grand scheme of things, he's a very low tier quarterback when you take away physically, the stats yeah. and physically, like physically, I'm speaking. But you're able to elevate that with not only a scheme, weapons. but weapons and also his football and, IQ and the defense. Like it's just so I, many things that can go into it, you know. I agree, but I think the football IQ is able to like determine if this player should be like right. taking this responsibility, should be at helm here, and I think that also gives a little notch to his upside, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I think Kenny Pickett will wind up being. Hopefully, you know, the franchise guy for them. I think he has the upside. I think, you know, minimal upside, obviously, in that, that term. But I think, you know, he actually he is be the guy, already yeah. a good player when yeah. he came in. And I think he's ready to kind of grow even more. Like, look at yeah. Jared Goff. He's still getting better as a pocket quarterback at 29 years old. He's yeah. still learning about the game. I think that's still, uh, you know, honestly a plus points for, for any sure. player that's, that's able to, sure. you know, attain knowledge and utilize that on the field in this incredibly fast game now. Um, but I guess we'll go ahead and move on to the Falcons. <laughs> Their defense looks... The Atlanta Falcons overall look, you know, kind of mid. I will say that. I have hope for Desmond Ritter. and Probably too much hope. Um, but I do like what they have on offense. Kyle Pitts, I've always liked him. You know, Bajon Robinson. And, Drake London. And Drake London's really good. Good backup running back in Tyler Algier. Um Subpar O line, but their defense. They have good pieces in the O line. Yeah, good center. Chris Lindstrom is really good. But, but their that, their defense, it, it, from what I've been seeing, bro, abysmal. It it is terrible. Now they're trying. Like they brought in Calais Campbell, who's thirty seven years old, but still a great player. Like, you, as long as he's playing, he'll be a good player. Um, Jesse Bates, you know, I don't agree with paying money for a safety, but he is a good one. Um, obviously, they have a who's a corner young guy. I forget his name. I'll find it. But other than that, I mean, Grady Jarrett's still there, but you know, he's what thirty years old now. But it's it's they've had a bad defense since 2017. Since since Vic Beasley led the league in sacks, literally since then. Um, so and you look at their past three drafts, offense, offense, offense in the first round. So. So they clearly know. think that that's the problem when it's... Honestly, they need to start building depth and in the ter- in the trenches. I personally thought they should have drafted Nolan Smith 8th overall. Mm. Now, he went 31st, so maybe that maybe 8 is a little too rich for him, but... There's still plenty of players I there. don't disagree with drafting Bijan, but maybe grabbing... I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe they think they weren't one piece away from, on defense from being a decent defense. I, I, I don't know. Um, but... I think we'll see another really bad defense by them this year, and nothing too surprising. I'm predicting a bottom five defense this year from the Atlanta Falcons, mainly because their corners look completely terrible. AJ Terrell, that's who it was. He's 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 a good corner for them, but I I just I've not seen anything no. regarding upside this no. preseason out of them. This off season, you know, besides Bajan Robinson, um, that's obviously he's, he's going to be good. Yeah. It's a star player, but did they need him? No. 
but it's a luxury pick. It, it is a luxury Versus pick. But didn't need to make a luxury. They pick. they don't have the 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 yeah to make a pick like they that. don't have the room to to make that pick. They don't have the the luxury to make that luxury pick in a sense. They really needed like a star defensive tackle, a star defensive edge, someone trade up, make a splash, go out there and change your culture in this. And this is a good club. It used to be such a very fun club to watch. Michael Vick, Matt Ryan, Even Matt Ryan and Julio, and Matt Ryan. Fuck went yeah! That year. Now it's just one it's of the suitable. teams that you just kind of realize. Oh, it's like oh, it's Carolina. Oh, it's oh, it's fucking the Saints. The Saints. Oh, it's Bucks. the this whole division is Man. very bad. But it's like you know. I, I wish that some of these clubs, you know, would actually try, you know, like at least in the front office, like that's where you see the difference on the field is if these front offices, these GMs, these owners actually start making a splash, but you really can tell when an owner pulls off the gas pedal and that'll, you know, obviously makes them have a shitty GM or a GM that can't make many moves at all. You, yeah. You, you know what, you know what the Bijan Robinson pick is? Mm. A lot of jersey sales. Facts. A lot of jersey sales. For Atlanta, a facts. A lot of jersey sales. You already know they're going to pack <laughs> houses just because Bijan's there. Maybe the owner made that pick. Honestly, That's because it just didn't make sense to me. I was like, okay. Because the Lions traded out. Like, they, they already had their eyes set on Jameer, and then they got the capital back so they could get uh, Laporta and then Brian Branch. It, I, I just wish that the Falcons made a move like that, like a smart move, like a smart draft pick, like one that makes you like, like, oh, okay, fuck yeah. No, I do get it. Like, Bijan probably will be one of the best players in the class. But he's, he's but like, back. This is a team that doesn't have a premier line to protect him. This is a team that struggles on defense, so he's going to be utilized so much. He's going to put a lot of stress on his body. So I, it's just one of those things where I really wish that they went a different direction. Not saying Bajan Robinson shouldn't have been drafted in that spot. I'm just saying he has, this, he's talented-wise, he's worth that. 100%. Talent-wise, potentially in a different draft. Potential maybe the gold first, jacket. Yeah. Like, seriously, he might go yeah. out there and ball out. But I'm just saying this is a club that, honestly, any team, honestly, no team. The Lions didn't draft him, so... This is a team that really didn't need to draft a running back in general. Because they had Algier. He's a thousand in a rusher last year. And he's just, this is his second year, so yeah. I was just a little confused. Like, it's just a Madden kind I mean, of simulation. Bijan is better than Tower. No, I'm not... No, no question. No, no. I, I'm I, not I, saying that. But, like we were saying, it's, it was a luxury pick, you know? However, it is a team that loves to run the ball. But, I mean... Does it win them games? They go 7-9, and nine, you know, 8-9... and I mean, 8-9... and nine. You know, like they, playoffs at eight and nine this year or something. Bro, they don't. They they just don't impress me like off the field when they're with their front management, like their front office movements. It's head scratching. It, it is. It's it is. It, and I just really question, you know, if they are actually trying to some of these clubs at least are they actually trying to field contending teams, or are they just trying to suck and get like I just wish that there was a more. Because now you can't openly just tank. But the Cardinals kind of just are. Um, but, like, these other clubs that are just trying... Like, bro, these bottom ten teams, like, try and get up there, man. Like, put, put on the best of your... Like, put on your eyeglasses here and make some good, smart moves. Because I feel like, you know, obviously as outs, like outside viewers and audience members here, we're just fucking sitting here, like, in speculation. But I feel like in some of these situations, we would make better decisions than some of these guys. Like, look at the Jaguars GM, like... For the past five, he's made good moves recently, but like, for, like during the Blake Bortles era, before they got Doug Peterson. Right? Yes, obviously Trevor Lawrence is a no-brainer pick. No yes, brainer. yes. I mean they've made no-brainer. He, uh, what's his name? Uh, Trent Bulky. 
Or go, go look at his 49er stint as well. One of the worst GMs I've ever seen. Like, this guy is terrible, bro. A 12-year-old could make better selections in the draft. <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding you, bro. Like, dude, like, he... Maybe, like, 20% of his draft picks were hits. I do like Trayvon Walker. I do think he's going to be a good player. I think he'll be a solid player. The Tyson, Jags have looked good. Tyson Campbell's good, too. He's, he's very young. The Jaguars do look a lot better on defense. And just overall, ever since Doug Peterson came in and took helm, but... Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, the, the GM and head coach draft hand-in-hand. Hand. Like, that's a Doug Peterson effect. Yeah, it is. Because he's... he's Trent, Trent Baalke, I don't know what the fuck he was looking up on or reading most of the time, but... <laughs> watching Bengal or something. Which, well, but, I see Bengal's pretty smart. Bengal so he, would make better picks than Trent Baalke. Maybe he's Balky, watching though. MMG or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but the last topic of discussion on this episode I really wanted to just briefly touch up on, besides Aiden O'Connell still looking really good out there in the Raiders uniform, but... Is the Raiders just overall? They look pretty, you know, well well rounded on defense at least, in my personal opinion. Tyree Wilson. Um, yeah, very good. Caden's favorite human being ever. <laughs> During the mock drafts, if you guys haven't checked those mock drafts out, make sure you tune back into those. A couple, and I, I say a couple episodes, but probably probably like a hundred episodes back now. You never know, but uh, definitely check those out. They're one of our. Uh, it's one of our most popular little mini series we've done, but. Uh, Tyree Wilson, very highly uh, respected on this podcast. By Caden specifically. By Caden specifically. <laughs> but, uh, he, dude, he went into depth sometimes in some sus ways. But uh, <laughs> either, It's all good, though. It's all, it's all good. Uh, either way, no. The, the Raiders on defense look really good. Um, Aiden O'Connell looks really good. Aiden O'Connell for a backup and a rookie. This guy looks like he could potentially start. You were talking about Jimmy G, you know, definitely, you know, most likely knocking on wood. Locked miss some games. He's not going to play the whole season. But what are your thoughts on the Raiders, their offense, Josh McDaniels? What do you think they got going for them in that division? Um, Obviously, it's a very difficult one. Devontae Adams is still there, superstar receiver. Josh Jacobs just signed his uh, one-year deal to come back. He's going to play week one. Michael Mayer's there. We'll see what he's got. There's there's pieces at hand. The offensive line is <laughs> it's, it's a laughing matter. Uh, quarterback is a question mark. Um, defense has pieces. Uh, I don't trust our coaches. At all. I don't trust Josh McDaniels one bit. Um, Tom Brady's there, so maybe he sees the minority owner, so maybe there's something with him. Maybe he'll fucking strap up to some point during the year. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah. I hope not. I really do hope he doesn't play, but maybe he wants to go throw a pass to Devontae Adams or something. I just hope that he has influence on some kind of yeah. decision-making, at least with front office decisions and the money. Um, but I am excited to see what they have this year. I know they're not going to win the division. I know no, they're, they're no not going to win a playoff game, but they may sneak into the playoffs with an appearance. So. I don't think so. Um, I you never know, honestly. I think the AFC is just too stacked at this time. At this time, it, it is very history. stacked, yeah. but it honestly could be. They'll have to win some divisional games. They'll have to beat the Chiefs at least once. And even with Derek, they have been able to do that like once in a blue moon, but. I, even I just don't have like you said I don't have hope in Josh McDaniels either. Um, I do have hope in Aiden O'Connell. I would like to see him get some good reps this year. Um, they they did sign Isaiah Zuber. Shout out to a USFL guy. He was with their uh, practice squad last year, and they brought him back in as a wide receiver, cornerback, special teams player, literally a slash slash slash. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting. But uh, you know the Raiders, you know. Like you said, they probably won't do anything in the postseason or maybe even not even get in there. But um, I do hope that, you know, for Vegas people out there, hopefully they uh, they compete, but they probably won't. With Jimmy G, bro, it's going to be an ankle tweak in Jimmy week Daniels. three. If McDaniels is there, then nah. 
trending downwards because of McDaniels, yeah. Josh Jacobs might have a great year, so fantasy owners, you know, potential. I don't know if I'm drafting him this year. I mean, we'll see. I think he'll definitely pass him. Well, you he'll said, have the touches for sure. You said their O-line was a laughing stock, so yeah. that's a little suspect. He was he, he did good last year with it as well, but I This is a team that drafted Alex Leatherwood. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if he can replicate what he did last year. His last year was such a good year. And even like, even Devontae Adams, he's still a superstar, but fantasy-wise, he's going to get the targets for sure. But is the upside there with to compare, compared to some other receivers that are getting drafted at his range? I don't know. No. Definitely not. And we will have a fantasy yeah. episode coming out before week one, probably before our drafts as well. Yeah. Potentially maybe even one after our draft to talk about our it, maybe teams, a little recap. Yeah. Um, and some predictions. Both my, both my drafts I have come up with some oh, No, we're going to touch on all yeah. of our tournaments that we're in, touch oh, yeah. on all the leagues. Well, fuck yeah, we'll make that a nice little, uh, maybe a double uh, part, little yeah. double header type shit. But to everyone out there, thank you so much. If you tuned in through the whole episode, thank you uh, for tuning into the entire the entirety of the preseason uh, coverage, so all three episodes. And if you haven't listened to week one, week two, Make sure you check those out and definitely follow us on all of our social media accounts at Tea Time Reports on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and Threads. A lot of stuff coming out on there for sure. So thank you again for tuning in. And Logan, thanks for hopping on. Definitely a little longer than we expected for sure, but a nice amount of uh, nice content on the NFL. So make sure you're tuning in for especially our NFL regular season Mm -hmm. coverage because there's going to be plenty of of stuff we're going to have to be pumping out for you all out there. So... um, you know, everyone out there, you know, good morning, good evening, good night. And I told <laughs> Kate and I would are. say that, but uh, take care.